All day, Commanders Long starts now, and what a week we've had. There's like computers with issues, and I saw a Vulcan with a fresh cut, bruh. Hand it down for the culture. It's Commanders Log, and it starts right now. This episode of Commanders Log is brought to you by Geek Renaissance. Need that special gift for the nerd in your life? Love supporting small business? Look no further than Geek Renaissance. The artist, Sephra, makes all items by hand and will boldly go to the final frontier for your unique gift. Head over to geekrenaissance.company.site and use the code FLOBITO, that's F-L-O-B-I-T-O, to get 10% off your order. Don't forget to follow, like, and share Geek Renaissance on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. USS Post Show swirls, swirls off again. Boom, 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 boom. Captain, Captain John. Well, boom, Captain, boom, what are you doing? I just love the music here on the show. I love to sing through the Geek Renaissance commercial and kind of throw that Geek Renaissance. Get your sci-fi going now. And then, and then this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, Captain John, uh, star of the Starbase 80 and the Weber internet thingy making it happen all across the star space and subspace but we're not alone we're being drawn by friends of the show josh postel how's it going sir what's up guys josh man i have a feeling that if you and i went out and had some romulan ales at the end of the night this is how i'd be looking at you (laughs) oh yeah it would be worse than that uh (laughs) it would be worse than that have you ever heard of the concept uh being turned inside out. Oh no! Come on now. <laughs> yeah, with a bad because transporter. That, because that's what it's like. <laughs> Gonna it's give like, you the old two bits. It, it, it's say. like it, it's like transporter malfunction, South Beach edition. Oh damn! <laughs> Unfortunately, someone had a bad idea of putting three comedians in a room talking about Star Trek. But this is why we are here. This is the But to Connect episode, the last episode before the break of season four of Star Trek Discovery. Josh, I'm going to start with you. You were texting me while watching it. You saying, quote, I hate cliffhangers, exclamation point. Thoughts about the episode? Yeah, I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> Fuck you, no. <laughs> CBS, yeah, I hear you. <laughs> Paramount Plus, that's what it is. Paramount Plus, damn you! <laughs> damn you to hell! On. I, look, I, you know, Flobo, you've been looking at the dates for for the schedule for um uh yeah. for Discovery f- for weeks now. Did you know this came up like as kind of a surprise? This about ten days ago, finale, right? About yeah. ten days ago, uh, for some Plus. reason. Damn. Yeah, so to cut you off there, John. So like every every Monday, they was like they, they dropped the episode title. I guess they were about piracy, and for some reason, a week and a half ago, it was like after this, there's a break. It was like the first time they've ever done this. Well, the second time they've ever done this yeah. <laughs> was having this weird, awful break. I literally almost threw my iPad across the room. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> Like, the dog was giving me this look of huh? <laughs> yeah. the hubris. Is this what it's going to be like here? Yeah. <laughs> so, so we got six weeks of trying to contemplate things and live amongst ourselves. But in the meantime, we had ourselves a episode that said a couple of things 
had a couple of instances. Uh, Cabin, I got to ask you this. You said the episode was fresh in your mind. Thoughts about this one when it comes to your overall thoughts of the season? I know you were kind of wavering. And that right. off the Star Trek Discovery bus, be hanging on the side of the strap. Like, I yes. don't know. Yes, yes. This was very much. I was like one of the passengers in the movie Speed. <laughs> oh, the bus that could not slow down. I yeah, I have no control. I have no idea what's going on. I am not Keanu. I am not Sandra. So I am. I, you know, I can only be a passenger on this bus. And uh, I gotta say, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut to the chase uh, uh, and answer your question. I loved this episode. This Whoa! this episode made me cry a couple of times. And yeah. it's rare for that to happen. Yes, we get high eleven. Hey, stress-free. Um, yeah, I, I'm just, um, you know, I had a lot of concerns. That was my, I was turning into a Karen here on the show. Like, <laughs> I have concerns. <laughs> right. I do not necessarily like where this is going. And and I, I wasn't sure. I really wasn't sure. They have placed things in such a way now that even though I didn't want this uh, hiatus, and, and I don't know if any of the viewers did, um, you got me. You, I'm hooked. I'm in. Uh, I, I really like where things are going. Yeah, I'm like, this is gonna be good. This is setting up some great interpersonal conflict yes. coming up. Yes, take I, that, Gene Roddenberry. I am just confused, not because it's not a good episode. But I've called John wrong all season. <laughs> We're like, oh, he'll love this. I hate it. What? <laughs> I, 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 for one, I not as emphatically as you are, because I think there were some scenes where I was rolling my eyes, but maybe because I don't have a soul. Plus, to get into that storyline, Zora has gone through some stuff in this yeah. episode, uh, threatening, not threatening, but saying I will not divulge <laughs> the coordinates. Which when I, thought, I heard that, I was like. I'm sorry, Dave. I can't do that. I was yeah. like, eh. yeah, very, very uh, 2001 a Space Odyssey. I was like, Hal, oh crap. Release the pod out. bay doors, Hal. I can't do that, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, Zora, replicate me. Well, can't say it. I'm going to, oh God, I can't say it. It's too gross. It's a family show. I mean, it kind of isn't technically, but whatever. The uh, <laughs> question, Josh, then. So, so, so knowing what Hal did in that movie, were you concerned at that point in time, the beginning, first act, that it would have gone that direction? Of told yeah, I was like, oh, boy, she's going to space someone. Yeah. yeah. And they bring that up. There was a piece up. of me that was like, eh. Yeah, they bring that up. Like, what's to keep you from doing that? That, uh, and I won't answer what happened, but. Oh, go ahead. Answer it. Well, I mean, the uh, this is such an interesting storyline with Zora, and mm -hmm. um, I thought I was so smart, you know, because I I watch like the animated open, and I go, okay, I know what that is about, like the planet blowing apart, but like, right. what's that thing about with like the two parentheses with the waveform yeah. in between it, and that turns That's out her. to be Zora, yeah. That's, That's her. When we finally get a visualization of her, which is cool because, you know, most sci-fi shows are like, hire a beautiful actress and just uh, have her, you know, it's Gene Roddenberry's yeah, Andromeda all over again, you know? Oh, yeah, Andromeda. Yeah, I saw that one. Kevin Sorbo, right? <laughs> uh, well, not him, but uh, but the really pretty girl that was the show. I, I didn't say he was, but he was on the show, right? 
not that January sixth jag off, but but you know, <laughs> but, but the, the the really hot girl representing the ship, and that's been done a million times. Wasn't that done like in one of the new Night Riders, Flobo? Josh, do you remember uh, that? Uh, um, very, very, very. No, Val Kilmer was kid. I was not a big Night Rider fan, but I I do remember vaguely that episode somewhere. I was a Team Night Rider guy, and there was one Domino was female, but the rest oh, were all interesting. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah I. Yeah. I think there was like a Knight Rider 2000 or something that they were. That I actually remember. Remember? It was just, you thought it was okay. <laughs> then you're like watching and going, yeah, guys, no, don't make this. Yeah, Please don't. No make legs this. here. Don't, don't, no legs don't, here. Don't. But actually, yeah, you know what? Go Sidebar ahead. Action Park had some hits. Man, Captain Zoom from Outer Space. I mean, come on. Oh, no, I forgot <laughs> Captain Zoom. <laughs> Hang on, writing it down. Got to find you. <laughs> Captain Zoo. Uh no, late 90s or 2000s shows are just off the wall. Uh, but yeah, so here's my thing with the Zora storyline. I, I was worried and concerned uh, because of, and I'm glad I, I do Starbase 80, which is our sister show. It airs every Sunday, part of the Weber Internet thingy. Check it out on YouTube. Uh, and, it, and thankfully, I can't believe I'm saying this, or, or unfortunately, I watched a two-vix episode. And it's very, very similar themes about what is sentience and what is not. And so yes. I was yeah. worried I was going to be headed to Cringeville. I was worried that they would have beat me over the head about tolerance in 2021 yeah. slash 3000, what year this is. Anyway, right. but it found a way to really tell us, like, what is a new life form if it's a, a kind of algorithm with feelings and expectations and fears and now it's dreaming? It's pretty rad. Yeah, I mean, the uh, the whole Zorus uh, timeline when it first started, um, you know, because it, it starts off with her saying, oh, wait, I did just figure out where, uh, is it species 10C? Yeah. I did just figure out where this species who's controlling this giant world destroying phenomena, I figured out where their coordinates are, but I'm not going to tell you because it's too dangerous for you to go after them. And that's really interesting. And, um, and, and they're like reacting to it. Like what? And I'm just sitting there going, did you guys never watch next generation data actually did this? Yeah. <laughs> Like in the tape room, <laughs> like old football team. Remember that episode? Yeah. There was there was an episode where uh, everybody on the ship loses time, and it turns out Data is the one who knows why, and it's because they come upon this incredibly dangerous race who is so xenophobic that the idea that someone who knows they exist, they need to destroy them. And Data yeah. says, "Look, just let's erase their minds, and I'll keep quiet." And everything will be fine. Um, they've done this before, but the ending of that episode and the ending of this episode are so different. I was like, and there'd be, this. but there'd be no record. Remember, there'd be no record of this. Right, right, absolutely. Because you, no because record. the one person, and Data was a person. I do consider it. Him oh yeah, a okay. living being. Yeah, the only one who had any memory of this took it to his grave. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, super like Star Trek and super interesting. And that's probably one of the things, you know, I was talking with our buddy Leo Janicek earlier. And Leo said, I feel like I'm mainlining Star Trek. I feel like I'm getting like unfiltered Star Trek. This was, was such a Star Trek episode. shot at me one time in the <laughs> comments section? I don't know. Probably. Josh, I don't think, I don't I don't know. think Leo heckles anybody, but I guess, sure. <laughs> Well, I mean, 
He's heckled me a couple of times, but I heckled him right back. Josh, you just got to do your crowd work on him. That's all. <laughs> don't do your crowd work. Those don't, do your crowd work. <laughs> no, don't do your crowd work. Uh, <laughs> so, Josh, let me ask you this. Uh, at first, Paul Stamets was, was, I guess, the voice of reason that somehow warped him to be the voice of prejudice. Are, were you pro-Paul or anti-Paul here? Just saying, hey, look, what's going on? Trusting way too much stuff to an AI. I understood it, you know. Being whoa, being a sci-fi guy, I understood it. Yeah. You know, if you've seen the Terminator, you <laughs> know. Sounds like prejudice to me, bro. Matrix, you know where this is going. I mean, the one day you, I mean, can you imagine like the one day you have a fight with Zora? You know, like come on, Zora. I told you that's not how you make the ramen. Like the good stuff, not the crap stuff. I'm talking like the good stuff. Yeah, and she's like, really? She, I, I, like, I think, like, I don't think she'd. I think it would take a lot for her to space someone. I think she would just go like, really? Yeah, really. And she'd just go crowd work on. And that'd be cool. That'd be cool. I'd be into that. They should do that. Oh. Oh, is that true? Well, I'm just going to turn your, off your lights for a bit. <laughs> just let you think about what you said. Yeah, and the next time you order something, I'm just going to fling a Big Mac in your face. <laughs> of all the things, ramen and Big Macs? What kind of low-class ship is this? But yes, Captain? Damn! <laughs> what are the things? I'm just going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna fling some... some I'm going to fling some uh, prosciutto. Ballpark wieners, yeah. <laughs> What, what I loved about this episode was here I am going instant comparison to data, and anyone can do yeah. that, obviously. And then we find out very and quickly. All, Go ahead. Also talking about the uh, the the whole synth thing in the uh, first season yes. of the card. Yes, yes, right. That this left whole a scar on the Federation more than people realize. Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely, and and they address it, which I loved. It, they bring it up, they address it, they they move on. Um, and we don't dismiss any of it, but uh, one of the things that I loved is they really make it very particular to this story that Zora is emotions first. And you can't mm. say that about Data. You can't say that about any of the synths that we've no. met in Star Trek. Uh, all emotions, really, right up front. And then having to move backwards from them. Uh, and even that uh, storyline that I was like, do I like this? Am I sure about this? With Gray and uh, Zora talking. Was that last episode? Yeah. Yes. Uh, and and Gray doing some like ship's counselor work with Zora. Like, you know, at first I was very uncomfortable with that. And that wasn't one of my like, eh, I think maybe I'm. Eh. Yeah, but yeah. Seeing it now with Gray saying, look, I'm a synth and you guys don't hold it against me at all. And I'm right. an emotional sin. So, what what's the Star Trek fans do? Because the because the yeah. issue because the someone might say the issue is gray. You're not the one plugged into everything on the ship. Very good right. point. And Doctor right. Kovich brings that up. And how about like, at no point have I ever called him Doctor Kovich until this episode. Because he's clearly a doctor of some sort. It's he cool. is. Yeah, you call your Canadian best friend uh, Dave Cronenberg. Oh, David Cronenberg. Let me tell you something. David Cronenberg being in Star Trek is one of the greatest things. That he's great. He's I, unbelievable. Love it. Love it. I, I sound like a, a news pundit, but let me ask you this there, gentlemen. We have ourselves a Zora AI, and it gets rewarded by being a part of Starfleet. Is this going to be a problem, Josh? 
Probably not. <laughs> what? Perversely, probably not. Perversely not. Because that because that storyline, you know, you might think it because you know all the horror stories about AI and all that. It's not this good. This is the Bad first PR. time where that's not probably not going to happen because she's part, she's considered part of the family and she's now considered part of Starfleet. And isn't Starfleet's mandate to go explore new worlds and seek out new life forms? Because a, well, a little divergence here. The whole backstory to the Matrix, somebody kicked the crap out of their servant robot and the American courts in like the mid-22nd century said, yeah, you can do that. And that sort of just touched off the whole spiral where oh the machines God. just blew the planet up. Did you just ruin uh, Matrix uh, resurrection for me? No, no. <laughs> it's like nineteen ninety seven. You can look it up. It's on. Um, it's a it's a cartoon. The animated. Oh, it's in one of the cartoons. Oh, that I mean that yes. makes perfect sense. That's okay. actually like in every sci fi timeline where the robots were kicked around, they went nuts when they became sentient. This, this is true. Th- this I'm sorry, Joshua. I'm sorry didn't. I accused you of being a spoiler man. I'm sorry. <laughs> This so time Game of Thrones season eight. No, uh, so but my follow up <laughs> question is this, man. Like, yes, people single sign up to, to be part of Starfleet. It's their it's their cause under their own volition. But I found it kind of feels kind of cornered, and there is no more fail safe. Now, the fail safe thing to me, I would not have decommissioned it. I would have pocketed it myself. But that's why I'm not a hero. John, thoughts about that? You, you know, I. I really wondered about that. And and I still wonder about it because um, at the end, they destroy the sail face. Do they, though, really? I mean, Stamets just goes like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? There's like, a simple reason. There's a simple reason. If you're going to, if you're going to build trust. Right. Right. You're going to have to put, it means you're going to have to put it all on the table. It means, yeah, I am going to have to deal with living inside a living ship. Yeah. Yeah. Who is and there is no failsafe. I, I mean, I did feel it was it was oddly sudden that Stamets is the wait. Do we want the ship to be like this? Do we trust the ship to be like this? I mean, I guess mentally speaking, he is in that place and he could be that guy. But uh, you know, he's not a distrustful person by nature. So sure. it was odd to me. That it's, he was the guy speaking for that, but he's also a very—he's um, uh, look. He's an person. engineer by nature, so he's you know, you're gonna be a little, you're gonna analyze it and go, oh, no, yeah. this is that a problem, sense. yeah, yeah, potentially. And he is the right person because he does have a really good heart, and he is like a, he is very much uh, of the crew. He can speak for the crew. He's been there since day one. Yeah. So I I get it, and he has a you know he has friends and family in the crew. It's it's very real that he would be that, and I'm glad it was him and not Kovic because Kovic I kind of like him as this like very cold, you almost want not so cold. human human. Yeah, yeah, you kind of need that. You need that analytical dude. I just love his line early where um, uh, Burnham says, I think she'll come around. I think Zora will will do the right thing. And he says, like, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, do you have a doctorate in uh, <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> cognitive <laughs> science specializing in AI personalities? And she's like, yeah. um, no. No. 
Womp, womp, womp. But I, I did like that now he's Dr. Kovic and he's he's got this field of expertise and he's not quite the shadowy Section 31 seeming guy when we first met him. Yeah. This works for me. Works for me. Yeah, it, it, t- it takes a while to build up to a guy, build up and warm up to a guy like that. Because the first time you meet him, you're just like, ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Vaguely, like slimy or kind of yeah. slimy. Yeah. Is this guy going to be slimy. trouble? Yeah. yeah. But like yeah. potentially slimy. Bearing the lead a bit here, but we do get the coordinates. And I was thinking going into this episode, it'll be like, here's coordinates, but it's a trap. But this one doesn't seem that's the case. Uh, Species 10C seems to be a singular species now, which is Mm. different, way different than the Emerald Chain. I know we're jumping into predictions. We'll start with you, Josh. Thoughts about that? What does it mean after the break? What are you expecting to happen when we come back? Well, they're saying it comes from outside the galaxy, right? Yes. But it's, yeah. Calvin's? Ooh, multiverses are really big nowadays. They're in fashion. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I saw that. I, I caught that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I I you know, I, I never I never thought of it myself, but I do love I do love that it might be Kelvin's because they are uh so foreign but also so old to the canon. And I love that. I love bringing yeah. back things from the original. And story. remember, Zora's freaking out because she's like, oh, this is beyond the galactic barrier. Oh, this didn't end well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, everything is foreign. I, I, I you know, I, I thought it was funny that they had the, um, can President Rillick delay the assembly? Representatives from across all four sectors are going to be there. That's, okay, that's awkward as hell, uh, as exposition. Yeah. But it's it's so Star Trek. They have to have a meeting, and there has to be a vote, and there has to be, like, this discussion. And um, meanwhile, you know, outside of all of this civilization, is some civilization that has no regard for us whatsoever. Well, and that's what's so interesting about it. I'm not regard for us either, and I live here. Uh. <laughs> let, let's get into it. Uh, our A plot, actually, was the idea of what would happen once we come across species 10C. Uh, do we do the first concept, the contact, you know, prime directive, general order one, or yeah. do we blow it to smither freaking reams? And we had ourselves a bit of a debate. Josh, I'm going to start with you here. Two different sides. The whole world's there. Commute was terrible. You can't yeah. cancel it. Uh, what were you yeah. thinking on this one? You know, it doesn't. Oh, I'm sorry. Was it Josh? I'm sorry. Josh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> honestly, you'd, tr- you'd want to try to reason with it. Like we pose no threat to you. You built an artificial thing that's gonna wipe out the galaxy. Right, right. If it's not stopped, <laughs> yeah, we can't come close to stopping you. You know, that's the other reason. What what America. you know, you're you're gonna hit something that if they can do that. What can they do if they really broke out the big gun? Right. Like, mm. yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, we don't even know. That's a great point that Burnham brings up, which is like moths don't know when they're, you know, 
when, when their larva is chewing up your sweater and then they turn into moths, they don't know that they ruined your sweater. We they can't do. assume. <laughs> they we know what they're doing. <laughs> we can't assume their motivation. So yeah, this whole idea of first contact, it doesn't get more Star Trek than that. Yeah. And they jump right to the people, the, the uh, members of uh, different worlds who are there, who are not part of the Federation. That's not necessarily how they think. That's a Federation thing. So right. I love that conflict too. So before we get into the actual debate, political intrigue is all around. So we see, uh, was it captain or president? General, General Ladoya from the Earth, formerly of the Earth Defense Force, getting the promotion. And I forgot how militant Earth was at the time. Yeah. But now United Earth combined with Titans is in the mix. But I thought what was worshiping for me was that President Rillick is basically using Michael Burnham as a diplomatic weapon, being like, I want that? you to do this. How That's about I have you that? Because... I'm another big, exciting step forward. I love that. Because because she's she's a good bridge between Federation and non-Federation. She knows <laughs> <laughs> it's beard, beard, freaky handle wire mustache. Mm. You should see Joshua when he's waxed. <laughs> kind of magnificent, I do have Premium to say. Content. <laughs> really, when I only I'm waxed show up and clean shaven. Oh, it's uh, it's 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 some good beard right there. Um, I uh, um, I, I want to try to get us back on track. Ah, forget it. The show's Sorry. already gone. Uh, <laughs> it's toast. We're we're going we're going to the facial. Michael Burnham's <laughs> diplomatic weapon. For, for right, right the diplomatic weapon thing. Well, uh, you know, it makes sense. As soon as I saw that, I like paused and I just wrote notes and notes and notes that basically just bur burned down to what you said, Flobo, which is. Um, the president has very good reason for doing this because she's bringing in all these worlds who have not agreed to be under her, have not agreed to join her. So she doesn't want to be bossy, mm -hmm. to put it in so many words. And, and so she has to always seem to be neutral. I'm here to listen to everyone. I'm here because everyone's viable. But in, when it comes time to try to twist people's arms a little bit and get them to think things, she's going, you know who's good at this? Michael Burnham. <laughs> so and she's cool. not wrong. Burnham was great. Well, so yeah. that way if things go south, she can always just blame Burnham. Oh, damn! It's true. That's a classic political move. No, Because she has her own interest, responsibility. Right? The underling, quote-unquote, screws up. Blame them. Hey, it wasn't me. Really, I was like, hey. I just want to see my mom's old motherland, and then whatever happens, happens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's kind of sweet, too. Like, I didn't realize her mother was from Earth. Like, she yeah. comes from a long line of uh, Cardassians and uh, Bajorans. And also, and I think there's some humans on her dad's side. But uh, her mom, <laughs> apparently, was all Earth. There's some humans in there because we get around. Stress free cases. I like how Earth is more xenophobic than most worlds. Hell yeah, man. Don't look up, which is true yes. to form or how Earth is Earth portrayed through yep. the Trek series. Yep. Absolutely. I really appreciated that too, that Earth is pretty much playing the role it played um, at the beginning of its induction into the Federation, which we actually see in Enterprise and actually makes Enterprise a very important show. I love it. Which that. I think is going to make this at least as important because is Earth going to come back? That's a very good question. And by the end of this season, we might know. Well, well I thought it was kind of interesting. I'm going to jump around just quite a bit because I know there's a whole thing with, with Booker and Burnham, which I want to get into. But oh, I, yeah. I, 
I felt Earth heart shatter. And it was like, wait, we're not blowing something up? <laughs> hey! <laughs> so I came all the way out here to blow oh, shit up. on! And we're like, is this like the standard like military mindset of... I gotta go blow something up. What about my Second Amendment rights? <laughs> I, I, I was, was not Earth, y'all. It's not Earth. I'll never let it. Uh, hey, man, don't even start me on that. <laughs> Look, we're humans. Like, Anyone yeah. watching oh, us, we're humans. Humans can talk about humans. this. If you're we not can, human, you can't. You can't talk about us like this. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. You know, I, the look on her face. It was. I. I, I, I was like. <laughs> How do I do this without politicizing this whole thing? <laughs> Can't do it. Maybe you can't. Screw it. I'm the only active comedian here, so I'm going to go for it. Uh, so it's we, almost we, like some like 32nd century version of like a right wing nut. <laughs> right. Hey, man, that's where that they come was from. Like an, uh, I saw that. I was Nuts like, are all over I got spectrum. that. I see where that's, that, that, that's that where is. they come from, man. I mean, well, nuts are all over the spectrum. I've heard mm-hmm. this is everywhere. Oh, everyone who's not me is a nut. There's that's nuts what it is. everywhere. Uh, so, on one hand, we have like the, the classic, uh, you know, be kind, be nice, Starfleet, really knows what she wants, peace, does Michael Burnham. But on the other side, uh, basically, Booker and Tarka get together and try to figure out how they can be more proactive and just finding out and maybe damaging the scene before it hurts more people. I commend them, but it seems kind of misplaced there. Captain, what's going on between Book and Tarka? You know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna make it sound right wing pundit again. I have been saying this for weeks now. What? <laughs> Every time you see a political pundit, they always do that. I've been telling yeah. you this, folks, for weeks. <laughs> Which was, I thought Tarka and Book were gonna be this like underhanded, undercover kind of. They were gonna join in because Book can navigate uh, the um, the spore drive. drive, and. And they actually did come up with a new spore drive, as it turns out. I'm kind of jumping to the end, sorry. Surprise! And and the uh, and the the whole sense is that they're going to be running their own mission. But we get a really good motivation from Tarka about this, which is I I have it in my notes as oh Iron Man one, which is <laughs> uh, he and another scientist he tells the story. Uh, right. He and another scientist were were working as captives of the Emerald Chain. Oh, um, that yeah, I caught that. Yeah, those those evil Orion like syndicate, uh, you know, and um, and they had promised that they were going to go to another universe together. And right. he's he's not sure if this friend of his went, uh, but he's going to go. He knows that they can create enough energy by doing by attacking Ten uh, C. Um, that maybe he can get knocked through uh, to another universe, the one that they planned to go to together, he and this other scientist, which is kind of cool and, you know, <laughs> gives it some heart. Well, that's the thing, you know, everything about TV, it's got to have some heart, got to have some mm, emotion to yeah. it, you know? So I there was a good motivation there. I feel like we're we're now seeing, you know, Book wants revenge and Tarka wants to rejoin his his friend and um, you know it makes sense to me. Uh, do I want it to happen? Of course not. But hey, when do I ever get what I want? <laughs> <laughs> All the time, by the way. Yeah, yeah. So 
this friend, you think, uh, it, there was a reference to Aureliano, but I, I don't think it's him. Do you think it's a, a, a lover? Do you think it's a actual friend? Do you think it's a previously seen character we haven't seen before? Is That'd it a Kovic? What do you That'd think? Be interesting. Yeah, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think this is someone we, we have no knowledge of. And I don't know. I mean, that was funny because as soon as he was talking about this other person, I was like, oh, okay. Yet another healthy gay relationship on Star Trek Discovery. That's that's yeah. great. Fine. Yeah. Sure. I, I mm -hmm. felt kind of bad. I was like, why is my first thing sex? I should be like, they can't be science <laughs> friends in space. They can't be science <laughs> comrades. Like, they're probably banging. Yup, yup, yup. <laughs> I'm the worst. My brain's I always in the gutter. I, 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 thought, my, Iron Man. I thought my brain was always in the gutter. <laughs> oh, no, Josh, it is. Yeah, oh, yeah, we yeah. know it. It's pretty, pretty depraved. Uh, oh, that's yeah, why we enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. Because uh, so I enjoy we, being depraved. We had these uh, dueling speeches between Michael and Booker, which was cringe for all of us because it was like, damn, you know they're banging, right? See, banging in space. Um, and But what tripped me out was the vote was by hand raising, which is so old school. <laughs> oh, like, my God. Love the, the planet. Like, thing. what? <laughs> I, okay, let's see if I can find it. <laughs> okay. I have in my notes. I don't know if this will show up at all. Electronic yeah. hand raising, laughy face. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, what? I'm just In the year going, 31, 80, 90, whatever, they don't. <laughs> My favorite part about that is, oh, so everybody here's got hands, huh? <laughs> Must like, be nice. Well, what if they what, what if what if they're like the Japanese tentacle monster? Exactly. I mean, they raise a tentacle? <laughs> How many of these counting? It's a very valid I'm point. Get yelled at for that one. <laughs> Only humanoids are allowed in Starfleet. They tell that, was, that was crazy. You got no hands. Like, you got no thirty-second century. You think they'd have a thing where you you'd push it, it would, like a, like a little button or a thingy, and it would just pop up. Yeah. I, how we about have this? that now? How about this? I. How about that? <laughs> I, I, nay, I, or nay, no, nay. nay. Well, like I said, as long as it wasn't in a uh, hotel like conference room, like on Enterprise, as long as I'm, I'm fine. There was a budget for the meeting. Oh, that was a budget. <laughs> I still can't get over that. Heard you guys talking about that that time. I, almost, I was I was walking down the street eating lunch, and I literally almost choked on my pizza. <laughs> the Radisson. Mr. Uh, Scott, okay. can I talk to you over by the Continental Breakfast? <laughs> What's the big deal, Jim? There's a time machine in the room. Okay. So, so there's no winners and losers, but book book lost, and we thought all yeah. was lost for them. But there was a yeah. moment when they decide to basically hijack and create him and Tarka uh, a miniature spore drive. And the last thing we saw between the end of the first part of the season was Booker's uh, change of ship going and warping, which is cool to see. Uh, this is not end well for anybody. And more importantly, is Booker and Burnham over? Could be. Sure looks like it. Sure looks like it. I don't know. I mean, honestly, though. Burnham is going Burnham is gonna get burned and left with uh with grudge. <laughs> Damn. Right. Oh, that no, I hadn't even thought about that. They remember the thing the is, beginning of the I episode. love you. Please take care of, of my girl. Yeah. Boom. And at the beginning of the episode, we're seeing that, like, uh, her 
Burnham's relationship with Grudge has advanced to the point where Grudge <laughs> stopped hissing at her, and that's right. <laughs> she still hates her. She still oh, doesn't yeah. hiss so much. Yeah, that's <laughs> a little. That's a little crazy. Um, he gave up the kitty uh, because like, he doesn't it, know it's if, like, if he's coming back. It's like now she's gonna have to deal. with <laughs> I never thought you would say he gave up the kitty. Uh, well, yes. So, well, accidentally, sure, I'd say that. Accidentally. <laughs> now, now she's gonna have, like, I've, I know people who have cats. I've dealt with angry cats. Yeah. Those are not fun. No, no, that's, I, that's not an easy situation to be in. Dare I say, I, I don't quite buy books thing. I don't buy it. I feel like someone who is supposed to be emotionally in tuned. I can imagine them being shocked, dismayed, grieving, feeling their armors ripped off. But what does Book tend to get? He's like he can't bring them back. There's no way to establish that. You gotta got remember, he was almost telepathically, for lack of a better term, connected emotionally to his planet. That's true. Without that, you are out of control. Yeah. Without mm. that, you are gonna be out of control. All your grief is gonna be dialed up. If like. If your grief on the scale, it's like from from one to ten. He's on a twenty. He it's out of control. I mean, his, the hallucinations of his dad. His dad is saying blood for blood. That's mm -hmm. it. That's the hunter's code. Now, granted, book is not a hunter, but he carries that. And I always loved that. Um, uh, I I really loved. I also loved uh, that part where he says, "On my planet, we have a person who speaks for the dead." Yeah. And like a lot, lots of cultures could have somebody doing that, and sure, and that makes it undeniable. His his presence, the the message that he had, the importance of it. He is speaking for the people who were killed, uh, which is everybody in his family, and uh, his everybody, whole every equation who wasn't on equation. They they are all interrelated, and that that's like one of those beautiful things about Quajon was was how connected they all were through the roots of their giant tree and, and through the life on their planet, which is gone. So sure. He's crazy. Sure. It's extreme, but it's understandable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Damn. I, it is interesting to me that the biggest uh, threats besides the DMA, obviously it's been like, you know, Booker's grieving and, and, and Zora's evolution. These are things that aren't Starfleet but have been allowed inside the circle. So I wonder whether one or, or both of them will cause a demise or someone's death or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. Part of the season. But, well, um, you know, it's interesting because the Zora thing, um, I have in my notes, uh, Toy Story, because one of the things about Toy Story, uh, all the movies, uh, even more increased as the movies go on, is this idea that your toys love you. Mm -hmm. And I, who, who doesn't love that? Who doesn't love that idea? And so here we are on discovery where the ship's computer, the ship, uh, loves you. Yeah. It loves you. Your, your family to the ship. Who doesn't love that idea? Oh, all garden that. to me. Yeah, sure. Here, your family. I love it. Red sticks, Nora. Garden. I tell I, you I, what, I, if Zora was given endless breadsticks, she wouldn't even have to fight for her life. People would be like, "Do you do not touch?" Don't touch my Zora. 
Don't uh, touch I, my endless breadsticks, man. Two candidates for Cole of the Week for me. Uh, Johnny Nodoya is saying, intent doesn't matter, actions do. And my personal favorite from Paul Stamets, I'm not trying to kill anyone. I thought that was pretty awesome. <laughs> uh, some, some quick hits elsewhere in the episode. I want your thoughts about this. The budding relationship between Mr. Saru and President Torino of Navarre. Oh, yeah. A boom, a boom, a boom, a boom, a boom. The plant comes after usually, but yeah. Oh, that? Oh, come on. He, You know those two are going to be hooking up. Yeah, but dude. I have have only one question. Is he ready for Pond Farm? Is that something I should read about? (laughs) Pond Farm. We're going to have some Pond Farm. Um, I hate to sound like that guy, weird. but are they even compatible? I don't want to know. I don't want to know. No, no, no. <laughs> Seriously, that's my question. Like, because you... my first thought was like, he's afraid of the Bao. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're dating someone from Navarre on Pond Far. Oh, like, yeah, I'll take a Bao disruptor any day over the over the week of the week <laughs> over that. <laughs> I. I it's it's a really weird situation. Is this uh, at all a physical relationship? I guess I guess I'm asking the same question you guys are because I can't tell. Or is it like that super mental connection, which would be very Vulcan, it could be both. Yeah, uh, it could be both. All the best I, I, relationships. My guess are. is they're probably going for the mental connection, but that's going to evolve Ooh. into the physical. <laughs> I'm kind of digging it, but I mean, if I fell in love with a fish, I wouldn't expect anything to happen. You know? I, just, I, I just imagine like like all all of Saru's boys at, at like the camera bar, like, "Well, you gave her a plant, brother? Are you kidding me, man?" <laughs> just, okay. Oh, whatever, you man. jumped right to succulents. <laughs> okay. I mean, man, Phil, like you you went you went from the appetizer to the salad. <laughs> Just went over, man. Okay, uh, I can't tell you what to do. Just don't come <laughs> crying to me when things go wrong. But okay, I actually like them together. I think that's like Saru's evolution. We love ourselves, love somebody else, and you know, Tarina looks like somebody who you know needs someone to soften up around. I guess that is being that one-dimensional. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and uh, you know, uh, a Vulcan, a true Vulcan like Tarina is um you know all into that mental connection and all into that like you know my 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 mind to your mind that that whole thing they did kind of meld didn't they kind of no, yes no, they did, did. Mm-hmm. i mean they they did their they did meditation book. thing yeah the meditation yeah. together but, yeah. and she did that with book which was great it was great for book it was just a great example of melding too uh melding baby yeah <laughs> yeah gotta get your meld on I, I think I think Tarina being more human and expressing love is the sole reason why we saw the appearance of Provo Stockyar. Because it came out of nowhere. I was kind of like, why? He had one line. Why is that a thing? And why does he have a title? I think that good. may be the reason. Yeah, yeah, good point. Good point. And and he, um, yeah, we don't know him as well. So there's something very kind of serious about his presence. He's not easy. We don't, we we haven't already created a relationship with him. He's a little more distant very symbolic of how much diplomacy has to go into this whole thing, which is very yeah. Star Trek. Uh, yeah, it does. It did feel very classic. Now that I know these episodes a lot better, uh, listen to Star City or being on Star City. Uh, Mr. Postel, 
Finally, got one more question for you. Uh, we seen it seems the apparent the apparent writing off of the character of Gray on the show. John and I debate about Gray's role on the show in total, but Though now Gray will be back. Of course, but I'm just saying, being sent off now. Thoughts about that? Because things could get ugly, and he's really not ready for it. I mean, mm. okay. How should I? You remember what happened the last time someone went through the galactic barrier? It's good times. <laughs> okay, and they had fun with that on lower decks. Remember? Right, right, right. <laughs> Where you know, get, what's his name? What, was it Gary Mitchell? Yeah, was Gary it Mitchell? I have to look it up. I th- I don't remember, but like something had like crazy godlike powers. Had to drop a-, a rock on him. Yeah, Jack Jack Ransom, but I don't know yeah. who, who plays him. Yeah, you know, yeah. Sitting there going, yeah. The last time, and I don't know if you guys how much into the old school lore pre Enterprise, but post War Earth, you are. There was the um, God. What was the name of that? It was like the first starship ever. Oh. Boy, oh no! I, I am not that deep in the lore. Hold on, hold on. With, yeah, without hitting memory alpha for like the, an hour, I'm not sure I can. How dare that. you bring knowledge to this show? <laughs> of John. course, what, what are you I thinking? am the comedian. Oh uh, God, God! Uh, no, I, I hear you. No, I totally like, hear you're you. like, that that didn't end well either. True, true. Uh, in in the uh, same vein, there, John Captain uh, Gray being sent off for now. You know, um, it feels very story, uh, very much like, well, um, yeah, Gray wouldn't be good for the story right now. Um, but we have had enough indicators that Gray wants to um, wants to be a guardian uh, and, and wants very much to, you know, serve in the tradition of the Trill, which is fantastic and, and, and an extra challenge because Gray is synthetic now. Gray right. is... The mind of a trill in a, a synthetic body, and uh, as Josh says, that's going to come up. There's going to be some yeah. There's going to be issues with him, with a trill mind and a synthetic body with no host. It's going to be ooh, there's gonna yeah. be all kinds of issues. I mean, mm. he can do things. He can he can fulfill um, his his duties and his goals uh, as being a guardian, um, but. I love that they remind us that Adira, because she's a human who was joined with a trill, the trills did want to destroy her and take the symbiote from her. So they do have some tough rules. And, and, I, and they should. Uh, right. So culturally, there might be some issue up ahead. Oh, they're, they're not ready for that one. <laughs> they ain't synth, ready, y'all. They, they probably, did, I'm like, do they even have synth anything on trill? I don't think so. Yeah, they're not mm. a very science-based uh, No, they're all so... spiritual, yeah. They're yeah. more spiritual. I mean, they, they clearly had enough science base that they did join the Federation at one point. Right, right. But sure. Sure. like Quajon, a very uh, – and Quajon wasn't part of the Federation, but but a very sort of agricultural kind of living with nature kind of a, a people. And that's – that's interesting because that creates a lot of uh, tension with the Federation that's so based on uh, technology. I love it. I can't wait for the episodes to come back February 10th, I guess through the middle of March, it seems, of season four of Star Trek Discovery. Fellas, appreciate you guys being on another episode of Commander's Log. Joshua, 
You know, you're out there. You 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 literally say you're the only active comedian. <clears throat> Not offended. <laughs> you you thought he but, didn't hear that? <laughs> but if he someone were to connect with you being active as hell, how'd it go about doing that? Um, you can find me on my Instagram at bigjsh2709 or on Facebook, my full name, Joshua Postel. Um, I'll be hitting up some rooms in Miami in the next couple of weeks. Hey, nice. Um, yeah, cup it up. And then uh, I am hoping once things settle down a little bit to come bug you guys. Hey! <laughs> Don't say like that. But yes, LA is great. <laughs> <laughs> come through. We'll, we'll, we'll figure out something. Figure out yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I haven't seen Johnny years. Bring in the flesh. I haven't seen him oh. in the flesh. He, don't. I always bring loop. Uh, he was like <laughs> down the street, but I haven't. Yeah, John, we can roll find you, man. Uh, Starbase eighty uh, and uh, on uh, the Eastern uh, time zone. Starbase eighty is Sundays at two p.m. and here uh, on the Western side, on the best coast, we are eleven a.m. and you'll notice I say best coast. I have such a California accent. Uh, yep. <laughs> oh, and, uh, I will be launching a podcast soon. I Finally. Just have to work out the details. It's. I'll, I'll okay. let you guys know when everything. What goes. details did it work? Start it. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, seriously. <laughs> it's hard to start, but once I got started, inspired by Flobo, I uh, became so so happy with uh, the results so yes by all means do it and um that's it from here cool yeah when the podcast launches, let us know we'll definitely link to your stuff commanders log will be back next week though during the hiatus we'll be looking back on some of the classic moments in star trek discovery and around star trek lore but not in a way to conflict with the superior Starbase 80. That does it oh, for please. me. <laughs> Starbase 80 uh, this coming year is going to be all about getting you ready for the shows that are coming up. So we're going to be uh, watching some shows that will set you up for the rest of Prodigy and then mm. uh, for uh, the rest of Discovery, hopefully. And then uh, for Strange New Worlds, Picard, Season 2. Uh, that's pretty much what Starbase 80 is going to be doing. We're going to be trying to dig back into those episodes that will give you information that will help you watch the new episodes. Wow, love it. Sounds so informative. I gotta bring back memory alpha because I had no idea what Josh was talking about. This is with us. This is for us this week on Commander's Log. As always, um, I do the whole thing. Live long and prosper. Group hug. Group hug. <laughs>